KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. You're listening to KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Maureen Kavanaugh. Rafael Payari and the San Diego Symphony return to the Shell this weekend, and they're featuring a piano soloist that classical music lovers in San Diego may already be familiar with, playing Brahms, Piano Concerto Number no. 2. Joining me with all the details and more weekend arts and culture is KPBS arts producer Julia Dixon-Evans. Julia, hi. Hi, Maureen. Thanks for having me. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Now listen, before we start talking about it, let's take a listen to the Brahms. hear this at the Shell. Pianist Ian Barnaton will be performing. He comes to town each summer for his role as the director of La Jolla Music Society's Summerfest. But first, he'll play Johannes Brahms' second piano concerto with the San Diego Symphony this weekend. Remind us a little bit about Barnaton. Yeah, so La Jolla Summerfest is such this important part of our classical music scene every year. It's a month full of chamber music concerts. It's all held at the Conrad at the La Jolla Music Society, and it runs from late July all the way through August. And Enon Barnatan is the Summerfest music director, and this will be his fifth year in that role. He's based in New York, but he comes here every summer. He is such this dynamic performer and also a, a citizen, like a musical citizen, if that's the thing. He, When you're listening to his pre-show talks and his introductions, you can tell that he has this amazing love for music, but also a curiosity. And I think that's what makes him a really good performer and a good curator of the festival. But yeah, he is an accomplished performer and he's really fun to watch. And yeah, he'll play with the symphony, Brahms' second piano concerto. They're doing two shows, Saturday at 7.30 and Sunday at 5 at The Shell. And what else are they playing at the concert? They're actually doing a world premiere of Giti Raza's Methuselah. She is a young Iranian-American composer. They're also playing Dvorak's Symphony Number no. 7. But the Brahms and Barnatan are definitely at the heart of this concert. Let's go back to the Brahms for just a minute. What's so special about this piece? I mean, it's sort of unusual in that it came decades after Brahms's first piano concerto. So he had found a lot of success as a composer. He was kind of at the height of his career, but he hadn't gone back to piano concertos. And this really is this extraordinary piece of music. And I think Part of the magic is that in listening to it, we as an audience don't really have a sense of how extraordinary the piano part is and how how challenging it is. And I talked to Barnatan and asked him what it's like playing this concerto. And he said, it's almost like you are playing an orchestra. 
the way he wrote this piece is so orchestral for the piano as well. And it's so easy to forget sometimes <laughs> that you're a pianist in some of this kind of massive, rich uh, lyrical writing. Um, that's one of the reasons I actually love playing it. You you get to play with the orchestra in a way that you don't in many other piano concertos. You kind of become an orchestra yourself, sometimes competing against the other orchestra and sometimes collaborating. So it's a very, uh, very beautiful way of playing an instrument. So Brahms wrote this piece at the height of his career, the height of his success, but it took him three years to write it. It had been two decades since he wrote his first piano concerto, and he was famously modest about it, almost downplaying it as a, as a little thing. But this feels like a really big piece of music. talk about the history of that? Well, in some ways, I think the first piano concerto was a young man's piece where he really was making a statement on who he is and and as a pianist composer was much more eager to impress. And, and this one, even though, of course, he's as, uh, if not more complex and, and impressive, he is less, I think, to my mind, trying to prove himself, but just showing a master at work. And he's comfortable in his own skin. He's already written so much for the orchestra, for the, for the piano. I mean, he was so afraid to write a symphony after, uh, after Beethoven. And at this point, he's already fully in his own skin. So I think that ease even transmits it so you can feel it in the very very first beginning of the concerto it's the first piano concerto starts with this kind of mighty crash or, or mighty kind of thunder uh where this one is exactly the opposite it just feels like it's just always been there and you're just join joining and in, in in this bucolic beginning so i feel that tells you so much about his headspace writing this piece it does start in in such a in a peaceful way but it's also known for its tempestuousness in particularly in the second movement Can you talk about the storminess of it? Yeah, that's that second movement. Uh, and of course, I mean, there's nothing that we can say about Brahms that you can't prove the exact opposite because he's such a complex composer and, and, and the nature of the piece is that it changes all the time. And, and that's the beauty of, of great music. But the second movement really does have more of a confrontational uh, feel to it, both in terms of the writing, the, the rhythm, the as you said, the tempestuousness of it and the way that the offbeats that the orchestra offers and that the piano offers in return kind of feels like you're constantly pushing one another. And that's very exciting and very just heart-wrenching, actually. And then you go, it's so quick, it turns on a dime and suddenly you're in this very 
kind of calm, almost mystical world, and then you're thrown back into the tempests. It's also one of the hardest movements. That that uh, middle of that movement is one of the hardest technically to play, even though it doesn't sound as hard as some of the other parts of the piece, but it's very, very tricky. One of my memories of this piece, actually, I once played it in Japan, and just at the most difficult spot in that second movement, there was an earthquake. <laughs> Suddenly the uh, the entire hall started shaking and we reached this point in which the, the music kind of grows to a halt naturally. And we just waited for the earthquake to pass. And uh, all I could think of was, oh, I've worked so hard on this uh, on this uh, bit and I was eclipsed by, a, by an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you're performing this weekend with Raphael Peare and the San Diego Symphony. And you perform with with orchestras around the world, but you also have something of a creative home here in San Diego, directing the La Jolla Music Society Summerfest. Does that creative home here impact what it means to collaborate and perform with Peare? Absolutely. Uh, In fact, I started my music directorship of Summerfest the same time as as Raphael started with the San Diego Symphony. I've known, though, Raphael Payare for many years before because he is the husband of one of my closest collaborators, Elisa Weilerstein. So the fact that we both started a musical directorship and a, and a relationship with San Diego is very special. And the fact that I, I got to play with him several times. It just feels, it really enhances the feeling of a musical family, which I think is what a festival does best. And that's what I hope to do in my, in Summerfest, is to create this feeling of a musical family between the musician and the audience, between the musicians themselves, um, and between other other organizations in, in the area. So we have musicians from the San Diego Symphony and beyond playing in the festival so I really do love that feeling of just coming home of of sorts and 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 having a meaningful relationship because I do feel that translates into the music making. Inan Barnatan performs with the San Diego Symphony this weekend at the Rady Shell and will return to San Diego in July for La Jolla Music Society's month-long summer fest. Thank you so much, Inan. Thank you so much. Great to be here. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. You're listening to KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Maureen Cavanaugh. I'm speaking with KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans. Let's talk about a few other things going on in the arts this weekend. Artist Ethan Chan makes clothing out of sauce packets (laughs) and has a new exhibit opening up. You've talked about his work before, right? Right. He had a solo exhibit at Oceanside Museum of Art that was earlier this year. Uh, In fact, it just closed last month. And this new exhibit, it's at Art Produce. It's a continuation of the series, all new works. Uh, What Ethan Chan does is he makes clothing from a variety of 
sauce packets, um, things that he gathers at truck stops, uh, school cafeterias or restaurants. And so these are things like ketchup, um, mayonnaise, mustard, things I'd never seen before, like horseradish sauce. And he makes full outfits, including the shoes. And these are made with the intention that he would have his friends wear them. And so, and they're kind of designed with his friends in mind with these individuals. And in the exhibit are the actual outfits. They're hung and installed on the walls like a sculpture, plus photography of those friends wearing the outfits and going about their day. One of them, he's in Target. Somebody is walking around Target in his sauce packet suit. So yeah, this is a great, a great series. How do we see it? How can we see it? Yeah, so this will be up through July 8th at Art Produce, and they've been doing mostly evening hours lately where you can access it through the new bar that's next door called Botanica. Uh, this is in North Park, and it's from 5 to 8 most of the evenings, but there's an opening reception this Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. They're also having other art on view. Joe Cantrell has a resin residency exhibit in the cooler room at Art Produce. That's basically a giant sound sculpture. Prudence Horn has a as a pop-up in the community room. This is a set of paintings about her own garden. And then also at the opening reception is a performance from singer Lexi Polito, who her voice is so hard to describe. She's somewhere between this performance artist, there's alternative jazz and folk in there too. This is um, her singing with her duo, Lex and the Jewels, the song Richard. Richard praises family, the gods of gold, wine and duty, disciple of love and beauty. He tells me we'll always have a bean bag for you. And importantly, Sunday at the Casbah, there's a benefit concert for the family of local musician and music journalist Dustin Ludspike, who passed away in March. What do you know about the concert this weekend to honor him? Yeah, this is a benefit for his family. He left behind a widow and a son, and tickets for this show will go towards a fund for his son's future. Ludspike was loved and respected by so many people in San Diego in the music scene, whether from playing in bands or he was a writer also for Sound Diego, which is Channel 7's music blog. And he also worked in the industry at Vinyl Junkies and at the Marrow. Um, as a musician, he was songwriter, guitarist, and vocalist for Old Tiger. And this song is from their 2012 album. It won the San Diego Music Award for Best Pop Album in 2013. The track is called You Can't Do Better. You can't do better. You can't do better than me, You can't do better. So playing at the Casbah Sunday evening, there's a lineup of local rock bands, Dead Feather Moon, O Spirit, the Strawberry Moons and Jelly Duval, they'll play. It's an early show, so the doors are open at 6.30, and the show starts at 7.30. Tickets are $20. You can find details on these and more arts events and sign up for Julia's weekly KPBS Arts newsletter at kpbs.org arts. I've been speaking with KPBS arts producer and editor Julia Dixon-Evans. Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you, Maureen. Have a good weekend. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. 
Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.